Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life, your business, your body, your health, your wellness from where you are right now to becoming unstoppable. And today I want to talk to you about how you use your story. Now in doing this, I want to explain to you my story and how I use my past to drive my future. Now here's the thing, we all have our own story. Some people's are tragic, some people's are devastating, some people are, are really great, but we all have one. We all have a story and every single day we tell ourselves stories. We make up things in our mind as to what things mean to us. They are based on our values, our beliefs, our past happenings in our life. So the question is, are you using your story to empower you, to push you, to grow you, or are you using it in a way that immobilizes you, holds you back from achieving what it is that you truly want to achieve? Because of fear, because of how you interpret certain words or actions or behaviors that are targeted towards you. It's an interesting conundrum. Our human brain is so, so interesting. We are not born resilient. We are born to learn all these different skills and how we continue to build our, our mindset really does influence and determine where we are going to end up in this world. So I'm gonna tell you my story in an abbreviated version. Now, if you want to read it in more depth, you can go and purchase my Awaken the Sexy Within book from awakenthesexywithin.com. You can buy it there and I talk more about it. Uh, but let me, so I, let me tell you how it works, my story. So I live in Melbourne now. I was born in central Victoria. So Melbourne is the capital of Victoria. Little, not a little country town. It was the, the third biggest in Victoria. And uh, my parents lived there all their lives. And I wasn't a smart kid. I was uh, the sort of kid that really had to struggle to learn anything at school. Now, I was, I was bullied as a kid. Now, I know a lot of people have been bullied and I'm wanting you to take sympathy or anything. This is just part of my story. I was bullied as a kid because I was small. I'm only, I'm only um, five foot five now. Um, so as a child, I was very small. I was the smallest in the school. And with that, it came a target on my head that I was a, you know, easily, an easy target for bullies. So um, that had an impact on me. It had an impact on my self-image. It had an impact on uh, my ability to have confidence in conversations with people. I didn't really have friends. I... I uh, didn't have any girlfriends. Every girl I ever asked out said no. Um, I wasn't smart at school. I seemed to struggle with school. Uh, I didn't understand things. Mum and dad didn't really help me with school. Uh, it was a different learning environment. Back then, we couldn't just jump on a computer and you know search something to find out the meaning of things. You had to do it through textbooks. And if you didn't understand the textbooks, it's like, I don't understand. Um, just the teaching style and everything was different. And I struggled. So I wasn't a good student. Uh, I worked hard, but 
I didn't enjoy the subjects either. I didn't have any friends, didn't think people liked me. I had a horrible self-image of myself and that ended up with me almost taking my life when I was 13 years old. I thought about it, I was like 20 seconds away from doing it and I just determined at that point that surely my life has a better outcome than this and so I didn't go through with it. And from that day forward, I, it wasn't like things just changed instantaneously, but over time I decided to have a different outlook to life and I ended up going through and becoming a chartered accountant. But during uni, um, somebody threatened to kill me and had me pinned up against the wall and I felt immobilized. I felt pathetic. No one was coming to my rescue, if you like, and that's what I was looking for. I was looking for someone to be my saviour. And rather than be my own hero, I've always, I guess at that point it made me realise, I've always been looking for someone else to do that for me. Someone else to, you know, answer the questions for me in school. Someone else to step up and be my friend. And so I lived in this place of comfort, I guess. And that was the day when someone threatened to kill me where I said, no more, I'm changing this forever. I'm never going to feel that way ever again. So I went and joined a gym. And from that day forth, I was on this journey to transform my own body. And in that process, I realized that, well, do you know what? It wasn't the body that you needed to change, even though that was great, and I probably did need to change it. But it was, at the time, I thought that was my driving force because that will make me a better person. But of course, we know that's not true. But through the journey of me transforming my body, I realized over years that, it had nothing to do with the physical me. It was all the inner me. It was my mindset. It was the conversations I was having with myself, the words that I was saying to myself about who I was as a person, as a human, what that meant to me, what my purpose in life was. And for many years, I hung my hat on the fact that I will be happy when I am with somebody. You know, that having that partner was going to complete me. Well, probably complete me is not the right word. Make me. And I, of course, realised later in life that that's not the case at all. And you have to be good in yourself and right in yourself before you know, you're going to be with someone because if you're a bit broken, being with someone else doesn't make you fixed. You've got to go through that process yourself. And I realized that I needed to change in many ways. But because I'd been rejected so many times by uh, women in particular, I didn't have my first girlfriend until I was 23 years of age. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I struggled with my confidence and self-image up to that point, and even beyond that, uh, a little. And then I realized, you know what? If you live by the philosophy of treating others as you want to be treated, then all of a sudden, the world started to look differently and feel differently, and better things started to happen. And that's when I met the, girl, the girl's mum. And now, even though we're divorced, we're still really great friends and we parent the, the, the kids together really well. Uh, but that was, again, just part of my journey, part of my story. 
And because of all the hardships that I had been through, um, uh, you know, with my, my bullying and everything, it made me look at my body transformation differently. And it moved from the physical version of me to not only want to be strong and healthy, I will sorry, strong and look good, but it was to optimize my health at the same time. So look good, but also be incredibly healthy. And what did that mean to me? Well, it meant more energy. It meant more focus, more productivity. And through the various stages of, of that, I, I guess I realized that after about 20 years uh, that I didn't want to be with the girl's mum anymore. And so at that time of going through divorce with, oh gosh, how old were the girls? I'm going to say four and six, maybe something like that incredibly painful to see them so upset by the fact that we had to sell our dream home on acreage and do it differently. Now, fast forward and the girls are are fine, but you never get married with the purpose of getting divorced. Well, I certainly didn't. I guess some may, uh, but I didn't. And I think about, well, gee, we, we, you create dreams with people, don't you? You create dreams and within the making of those, within any long-term relationship there are, that doesn't work, there are broken dreams and, and uh, broken promises and uh, that's hurtful uh, on both, uh, for both parties. And going through the transition from divorce to having to um, you know, move out of the property to find somewhere else to live and keep running my business, uh, that was really hard. So one of my key things from uh, resigning from my job as a chartered accountant, uh, again, another part of my story, uh, worked in a corporate life for 19 years, had various roles, each one developing me more and more for uh, you know, my next role in a business. And I could have stayed doing that, but it wasn't fulfilling me. And I found through the pain of trying to find the, the struggle of what it was that I, I, I saw as my life purpose, I found what I'm doing now. So I was, I was like, well, gee, you have been looking after your body for so long. You love doing what you're doing. This really fulfills you. You know how the impact that it's had on your life. Why don't you do this for others? And that's when I made that choice. And I left a, a high-paying salary to do what I, I do now, knowing that I was going to be starting with nothing and uh, just building it. And I look at what I've created now, and it's like, wow, I've created all of this. And that is really powerful. But again, that journey of the business, uh, really painful. But before I get there, I had started the business, obviously, been running it for a few years, ended up getting divorced and uh, because of the, the size of the property and um, uh, you know, the value that we sold it at, uh, the people that were purchasing it uh, wanted a longer settlement. So it was a, as it was a 150 day settlement. Uh, now the girl's mum, she found another house uh, pretty quickly, but for me, it was more difficult because my purpose was to find a studio that I could uh, build in the house or attached to the house. So the one I have now is 100 square metres. And because I, I 
purposefully left the corporate lifestyle so that I could be closer to home, so that I could be closer to my kids, so I could have a flexible working environment. So I'm a bit of a homebody. And so um, because it was such a long settlement, the the girl's mum, she moved out. I had to stay in the home, um, two and a half acres, as well as maintain it. um, I then had to clean it all up as well, um, the majority of it. Um, you know, cleaning out shed, the shed and storage rooms and, you know, those things that right in the back of the cupboards and doing all that stuff uh, by myself. And it was, a, it was a huge job. And in that process, I also had to find somewhere else. Now, I had four deals that fell over uh, through no fault of my own, uh, which ultimately ended up me finding a block of land here to build. And, but it also meant that I needed to rent for about... Oh, 10 months or something, uh, which was, in my mind, just wasted money because it was uh, money I had to spend on rent that I would never get back. It wasn't like it was going to be uh, returned capital uh, into the property I invested in. And so I had to wait and there were delays with the house and all of that kind of stuff. But all of those things happened so that I could be in the best studio I've ever had. Like, this is incredible. I love it. Uh, everyone that steps into it says, wow. And... That's a really important part of uh, my journey as well. I wouldn't have gotten here if I hadn't have gone through all the pain and the suffering. Like the bank refused to uh, loan me any money despite the fact that I was going to be able to pay for everything um, with the sale of the other house. Uh, They refused to lend me any money because I did need a a small loan uh, at the time. And that they weren't going to give me a cent. Not just like, oh, well, we can't give you enough. They weren't going to give me a cent. And that was on a technicality on um, like the business was doing well. But because they averaged the last, I think I've been in business three years. So I had two years of tax returns at, at the time. And the first year was a loss. Uh, so because I was trading from uh, basically October to June, which is our financial year end, uh, but by June, I was starting to turn a profit. But for the whole of that year, it was a loss for the business. So they took that into account and said, oh, you, you can't repay this. And I said, have a look at the last couple of years and what I'm doing now. And I had to estimate this, you know, that, that current year's results. And then they said, oh, we can't use those because they're an estimate. I said, you can see what's going into my bank account, you know, week after week after week. You can see how consistent it is. And so... Um, it was a, a really terrifying time. It was like, man, well, well, I don't know where I'm going to go. Now, I managed to be able to find a rental property that happened to have a three-car garage. So I, I used that as a much smaller studio for the time being. And I was able to keep my, uh, my outdoor sessions going. I was able to even pick up some new clients and keep running out of my garage. And people understood. And I had a really good client base and they were very understanding. And I just kept saying, do you know what? once we get to this new studio, you're going to be blown away. And they were. When they came here, they're like, wow, this is amazing. Um, So that was an important part of my journey. And then as I've grown the business, you go through a lot of heartache and a lot of pain and trying different things and coaches. And, um, you know, it's through that process that you, you learn what it is that you should be doing. And you try things and you fail and you try again and you re-engineer yourself and... Uh, then COVID hits and you have to think about, well, gee, what does that mean from a business? How am I going to change? How am I going to innovate here? 
And all of this is just making that stronger version of you, if you see it that way. I mean, there's so many businesses around here that have closed. So they've been unable to innovate and capitalize on the opportunity that does exist with COVID. So for me, there's been a lot of pain. There's probably been four really incredibly painful situations that have happened in my life. The most recent ones are a few years ago, and so it's probably got a four year story, uh, but um, it involved uh, domestic violence and uh, not with uh, the girl's mum, it was my last partner and her ex. And it involved police, it involved legal action, it involved the impact on um, her kids and my kids. It involved a hell of a lot of emotional distress, mental distress, emotional distress. Uh, and in that process also, I lost somebody that I guess was the person that I figured I'd be spending the rest of my life with. Somebody I considered to be my soulmate. And a really hard decision that I had to make to leave that situation. And um, I, it, it still breaks my heart now thinking about it. But... I knew that it was something that I needed to do because it was such a, a toxic situation for me that um, it, was st it was starting to impact me and the kids in a way that was just not, not good at all. And so all of those events have led me to be as focused as I am this year on my health and my own body uh, because I've said it's now time to be focusing on me and not others and putting myself first. Not ignoring other people and my kids and clients and stuff. I give a lot to those. But you know what I mean. Just giving that extra focus on myself. And also using that pain to be incredibly successful. And to keep pushing forward. And knowing that it's that pain that you've gone through where you've really grown. And using that, that growth to take you to the next level. And that's how I use my story. To say... I'm not going to feel sorry for myself and say, well, I'm not where I am because these are all the things that have happened in my life. I'm going to say that because of all of those things that have happened in my life, I am where I am. And I'm still searching for that continual growth every single day and those opportunities because I use that as fuel to take me from where I was to where it is that I want to be. So you can use your story to disempower you, to immobilize you, to make you fearful, or you can use it the other way, to create the absolute unstoppable version of yourself. And that's what I choose to do. And does that mean that I'm unstoppable every day? Well, pretty much yes. But it doesn't mean that I don't feel uncomfortable. It doesn't mean that I'm not fearful of situations or, or things but it's having the fear and stepping into it and into the uncertainty anyway because you know what you've done in the past and those four really painful things that I've stepped out of I use them as power and energy to step into the future uncertainty and fear because I know that on the other side of every single painful thing that I've gone through in my life has meant phenomenal success for me, phenomenal happiness.
And if you don't step into that, you're never gonna know. And you're always gonna be left wondering. And I am never going to die saying, if only I had done that. What if I had done that? I'm gonna do those things and then say, this is what happened because I stepped into that. If I can do it, I'm just a boy from a country town in a little place in Bendigo. We call Bendigo in Australia. If I can do it, anyone can do it. You've just got to harness it and use it. We've all got stories. This was mine. Use yours to take you to where it is that you dream of. I'll see you tomorrow.